everybody, welcome back to Endless Bummer Radio, where life's a bummer, and music never sucks, I'm Josh, and I am Joel, and welcome back to another great week, we are kicking it off, week 20, uh, week 20 for well, us, well, hold everybody. on, hold on, not week 20, technically this is week, it's episode 20, uh, yeah, episode 20, we've done we, a done, little, we haven't done it in a row, we've done some stuff with time, taking some breaks, um, we took we took time, we, we stretched it out like a pizza dough, and it tore a little bit, and we kind of wet it and folded it over. Like uh-huh. you do a pizza dough. Ooh, I love these pizza references. They're can so we stick good. with that? We can stick with it. Like pizza, pizza dough. references. We make dough every week, uh, every other week, <laughs> every other week now. Um, we, that's the tears, but then you just take some water and you kind of just yeah. like, you fix the dough. We get it going. You guys don't know. You're listening to the first time and you're going to go back and you listen to all other 19 episodes and be like, wow, these guys just well, hammer we start- all these out in 19 consecutive days. And yeah, that's exactly we, start- what we started out not knowing exactly what we were doing at all. And then we are kind of putting the show back. Back together. Back together. Getting the band back together with pizza. Making it real. Um, so we got a couple things going on this week that are very, very fun, very exciting. Uh, we're recording this little intro in advance. And a week a week in advance. Uh, that's the, nice, the niceness of being able to do every other week. You see, I'm going to Vermont. Yes. Yeah, so I'm not Josh recording from away. Vermont because they don't have electricity up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> they don't have any any actual. There's no utilities at all. You I actually, every time I go there, I have to explain to people what podcasts. You know what they are. do have though is clean fucking water sources. Sometimes, fucking goddamn it, Boston sucks. Everybody, I can't find a decent place to swim in like a, a hundred mile radius. It's they just disgusting. downgraded the Charles. I know. From well, they, A to B. I just tried to go to Mystic Lakes. And they wheeled in one of those big old signs from the highway, the light up guys, and it just says "No swimming polluted." Hmm. And my heart dropped, and I said, "I'm moving back. I'm yeah. leaving. Yep, I'm leaving Massachusetts. When are you leaving? Uh, I'm not actually. Leaving. Oh. There's no work there. Also, hey. no utilities. We've been over this. Yeah. Um, Can I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, is our president going to prison? So <laughs> I don't. I I looked into this because I I saw this whole like. Can the president pardon himself? He asked this question. He asked it. He's like, I. That should be an orientation. That, so <laughs> apparently his yeah. That's, I feel like that's something you should know right off the bat. Uh, but apparently he went to his lawyers and asked if he could pardon himself and his family, if that was possible. Well, you know what that is. Uh, it's gross. So it's it's so basically sad. a de facto admission of guilt. But let's. this isn't a political parca- podcast. We'll Whoa. save that for the endless bummer politics hour. Yeah, please. God, never. Because uh, that, that's just, I mean, it is an endless bummer, so I guess. But this week we're going to do uh, some very cool things. We're going to have a guy in here um, from the, uh, well, the artist uh ttb or uh i actually we haven't asked him what he wants to be how to say that no 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 no. i yeah i did figure it out okay Uh, i think it was i i'm I'm gonna say it was sorry dad records i think who's either sorry dad or supermoon who they're on and um i reached out to uh to them and they said it was uh you say it ttb okay that's convenient um it's actually like a sad crying face with a little thumbs up b letter b there um and it's an anamanaguchi thing uh it's a really it's an emoji basically, but it is of unbelievably cool sounding chiptune stuff. We're gonna listen to that this week. He's coming he's in. Go, he's gonna be here 
uh, and uh, I'm going to talk to Some or all of them. I mean, we're not really clear on who's coming. We just reached out to the band, and the band, in in its full force of voices, said yes. Mm -hmm. We're nailing down dates and times, and that's happening. Uh, as I said, this is the intro to that episode. That's <laughs> so you, welcome to the this intro. Is this is the third wall. You're about to hear the. We're the peering straight so, through it. Yeah, and looking directly at you. How's your coffee? Another, is it good? I just want to say a couple more cool things. Um, so I want to shout out Tizzer. Liked us on SoundCloud. If you like us on SoundCloud, I'm going to try to chart keeping track. Um, and then uh, Josh, can you say this thing? What thing? Can you try to say this person's name this, on SoundCloud? Uh, and and I mean, mean, I Eminia. In Eminia. I don't know. Somebody liked us on SoundCloud. I'm very, very happy. If you like us on SoundCloud, thank you. Um, if you can write us a review on iTunes, that'd be great. And we'll do that in the mid roll as well. We're gonna yell at you guys to do us everything. You know, what we're gonna try not to do today is we're gonna try not to say this is the mid roll. Yeah, we won't say this is the thing. <laughs> this has been the intro. It me and intro. Um, so the other thing, one more thing, one more thing in the intro. Okay. Da uh, Dream Daddy is an indie game that came out recently. And uh, tell me about it. Internet's been blowing up about it. I How have I not noticed Twitter the internet exploding? That somebody tagged uh, Remo Drive because they get a reference, they get a name drop in this ridiculous game where you are a daddy. And dreams. you try to find the daddy of your dreams to date. So it's a daddy dating simulator. Uh, and it's an internet sensation. Oh, it's God, very, it's very interesting. Things. So a dad funny. Dating simulator on Steam. It's really, really good. It's selling on Steam. Got nine out of ten. Um, there's a scene where they're in the record store, and uh, they happen to mention uh, Remo Drive's greatest hits, and it's really funny. So you should it's for check PC out PC and Mac. Check out Dream Daddy. No Linux support. And get have yourself some good old lols. Alrighty, um, that's oh, it. That's it for the Josh segment of the podcast. We're gonna. Uh, we'll bring him back in the mid-roll, and then uh, we'll let you guys enjoy some TTB. Me and uh, my friend Marcus should be here as well, uh, doing some some questioning of this excellent chiptune artist. So that was off of the record Slimy Quagmire, um, and it is the song January 27th, obviously, right? And uh, I have Joey here in the studio with me Hello. from the band. Hi. 
Say, it's great to be here. Uh, my name's Joey. I'm from uh, the band TTB. And yeah, he is. I'm here. So he made it into the Bummer Sanctum, uh, and we're here to talk about his music, his uh, production style, um, all that stuff, all that good technical, gooey, gross details that you all either want to hear or never wanted to hear. I don't care. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna start off talking a little bit about Slimy Quagmire um, because. I've recently learned that it is actually the latest record. Um, I originally thought that uh, Good Talk was the one that was the latest, but in fact, it's not. And this one is the one that makes me think band. When I listen to this album, it's it's an album. There's lyrics to it. Every song is a song that has lyrics. Yeah, I'm glad that people pick up on that, it seems. Um when I started doing chiptune music, it was mostly chiptune driven. I would write, I would, you know, program all the chiptune stuff, all the beeps and boops, and add stuff later as necessary. Um, and this was the first record where I, I really sat down and wrote, you know, guitar, lyrics, you know, vocals, the whole deal, and then brought the chiptune in as sort of like a an, auxiliary, an auxiliary instrument. Um, and that, I think, really made made it sing a little more than in a literal sense, I guess, but, um, in, in mm-hmm. a, a figurative too, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. That was the first, that was the first record we did that I was like truly happy with, like very happy with. Yeah. Though, I, that's the one I, it's where, you know, where people say like, Oh, you found your sound or whatever. Um, I think you kind of tapped into something that's very unique and a little bit different than, Oh, this is chiptune. Oh, this is emo music. And you kind of slammed them together and it's very, very cool. Um, I wanted to get into a little bit here, um, about, the kind of history i did a little research on chiptune because the last time we had a chiptune episode was uh episode 12 uh it's called 8-bit aesthetic if you're interested in checking that out it has my good friend uh marcus scalazzi who's also here in the studio um but due to lack of equipment come say hi i'm say hi now hello i don't know if that came through marcus you're gonna i got a limiter on this thing it's pretty hello yes i'm here my name is marcus yeah, he's kind of a Vincent Price character. I don't know what to say. Um, but I wanted to mention, just quickly go through a little bit of the history of Chiptune. And I think that these guys would be interested in it. Just I don't know if you've if either of you have gone through it. I think Marcus and I were talking earlier, and he never really went through uh, like understanding what Chiptune is and where it came from. Okay, <laughs> you sure? He's making me sound dumb, and I am a little bit dumb, but... That was a not that too much. much. That was, well, okay, Go I on. would I would argue I don't know I don't know about Joey I don't know what he's what he's been into but uh, basically chiptune started out on personal PCs right or, or on personal computers mm-hmm. PCs uh, the original thing here is something called an SID or a SID uh, on the Commodore sixty four right we're talking about a sound chip an interface it's okay let me just break it down sound interface device right that's SID. Created by Moss Technologies, and it had some very unique properties. And this is what makes Chiptune Chiptune, right? We got three oscillators, each producing four different waveforms. And these are the waveforms of Chiptune music. We got square wave, triangle wave, sawtooth, and noise. And the noise, that's that's my favorite. Um, it also included some envelopes that allowed you to kind of like adjust pitch and then adjust the, obviously the, the intensity of the note, or the length of the note uh, with some filters and, and uh, envelopes. So that's kind of where chiptune comes from, these, these chips that were invented to create audio on computer digital devices. Now, 
initially you couldn't produce that music, right? Like this had to be done with a code with six five zero two. It's all programming, yeah. Programming language, right? Now, Joey, what do you use to do this? How do you how do you produce your chip tune? Um, most of my my chip tune is produced in a, a program called FamiTracker. It's um it's actually a free software, um, pretty open source. Um, uh, that is. I think I think you can only use it on PC, but um, it's it's based on the Nintendo Entertainment System or NES uh, sound chip, the two AO three sound chip, and it has very similar to the the SID chip. It has that pulse, the or the square wave, two square waves, one triangle, um, one noise channel, and the triangle is sort of like a rounder, bassier sound, and then a really really rudimentary sampler, um, and so but the, you know the the format is the is pretty much the same you know I'm, I'm making music roughly in the same way that you would if um you know post very early programming chiptune you know they have they'd have these uh programs called trackers mm-hmm. which are um which are instead of you know, like a daw which is uh, horizontal they're vertical right so they're scrolling down and they're all all the notes are triggered by hexadecimal values um, so it's, it's a little programmy, but really not that much. I'm actually a terrible programmer. Um, mm-hmm. I'm and a I much mean, better these, musician. These things, just to reference, these things came out, um, these sound trackers, one of the first ones was for the Amiga, uh, A500 is the first actual like user interface, something that you could see. And like he says, in a vertical interface and you could kind of sequence music in a way. Um, and I've never seen one of these things. Um, but, uh, Marcus uses, uh, LSDJ. And I, I'm sure you've used that as well. Um, you have a Game Boy here with you, which is mm-hmm. really cool looking Game Boy. Um, Game but Boy it's mods. a Game Boy cartridge, right? It's a mod, yeah, that allows you access to the Game Boy chip, which is a incredibly cool chip. I mean, it, it's it's one of those things that is at this point pretty iconic for chiptune music and also just video game sound in general. Apparently, I've learned this recently that uh, Nintendo took the original Game Boy chip and it's been in every iteration of the DS all the way through to the 3DS and they I had, use I it. I have not heard that. It's very cool. That's it's so cool. that, you know, the games are backwards compatible and uh, the chip is still there. It still exists. Yeah. It's the same freaking chip. It's crazy. Um, let's listen to another track off of Slimy Quagmire before we go any deeper here. Um, this is my favorite one off the, off the record. Um, check it out. <laughs>
Alrighty, that was uh, Knucklehead. Um, this is my favorite song off the record. What, Thank you. So, Joey, tell me a little bit about, I guess, this album and lyrically, like, what's going on in this song specifically, but also, like, in the record in general, it, it's got a very... It's it's an emo record. It is mm-hmm. basically an emo record. Yeah, I'd, I'd call it Not that. to put you in a box <laughs> or anything. No, but, no, totally. And, and it's got this... Oh, it's the, the really fun, happy, but these songs are are bummers yeah sometimes a lot of, most i would say probably most of them are bummers yeah okay. there there's some bummer songs on this record um yeah um this song this record rather was was really fun to write because uh for me i'm i'm not a lyricist by trade i'm not a vocalist by trade and so uh this was really the first time i sat down and tried to put stuff to paper um in that way and so i had a lot of source material for what for what i could write about um this song is actually uh this song is about my dad, uh, who passed away in 2008. Um, and it, yeah, it's, it's funny. I, I've, there have been like reviews of the song where it's like, Oh yeah, like it's a great song about like hanging out with your dad, having a great time. And it's like, Oh man, you totally missed the vote. But, um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, this song was the song that I, tr- I sort of had been trying to write since 2008. Um, and finally was able to like put, put in put in my words and, and get it right i think um knucklehead is what my dad used to call me um and so all, mostly all the imagery in the songs are, are just sort of vignettes and like things i remember um from from him and uh yeah i was pretty young when he died and and you know there was like a you know single parent like divorce situation going on before that and so um a lot of my memories are very like you know, rooted in, in childhood and rooted in, in that sort of nostalgia for that. And I felt like that worked so well with the sound of the record, which yeah, is, which I mean, is, you know, it's chiptune. So it's nostalgic inherently. Nostalgic in its, in its sense. So that's, that's absolutely excellent. I, it's, it's a great piece. I mean, the, the album in general is, is just a wonderful piece of music and the depth of the songs is what, I mean, what we love about that. I mean, that's the kind of thing. That's why we do the show that we do. I mean, we cover emo music because we know that it means something to somebody at when it was made, and that's that's valuable. Um, so let's. Uh, I want to. I want to have you sit down here. I'm going to pull Marcus into the microphone, and you guys can just kind of talk a little. I don't know. Talk shop about chip tune. I guess. Yeah. Here. Good. <laughs> Got it. All right. I need my cup. Let's uh, get the ball rolling with. Uh, sure. What got you into chip tune? Uh, chip tune for me. I, I I think I first heard about it in actually the the irony of what I just just said is I think it was 2008 when I first heard Chiptune. It was um, Pterodactyl Squad's uh, Weezer eight <laughs> bit compilation. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're like a really cool uh, UK based uh, net label. Um, all their stuff is free. They're they're just like the coolest dudes ever, and they they've been putting out great Chiptune music consistently since since I think before even 2008, probably like 2004 or something. Um, and I, I heard it because I was like so obsessed with, I had never heard Weezer before and I was like, you know, 13 years old and I was like, I gotta get more of this. And I had listened to everything that I could have listened to. I'd listened to the B-sides, the demos, everything. And I was like, how can I consume this more? And so I went, I found, I found that, uh, that compilation of, of covers by chiptune artists of Weezer songs and included, um, Anamanaguchi, uh, PDF format. Um, a lot of a lot of old, old guard chiptune, you know, groups and and artists. Um, and I didn't even know what it was called. I just thought it was sounded cool. Um, yeah. And it, it, you know, it, it 
I was I was young enough that I played NES and I played Game Boy, and so the sounds were familiar, um, and so there was a sense of nostalgia about them. But I think just sonically, I really liked it. And then, you know, it wasn't until college that I I finally was like, hey, maybe I could make that. Maybe that's something that's accessible yeah. to me. And yeah. yeah, I'm not. I'm. I don't know anything about electronic music outside of chiptune, and so like for me this was like a fantastic way to get into that that world because i'm just like such an idiot when it comes to synths and daws and stuff <laughs> and so this is so much more intuitive to me yeah well it's one of the things that makes it really cool like really attractive from like the uh creative standpoint i'm not close enough to the mic okay okay there we go um so yeah like at first um i don't know if i was introduced to chiptune through the same like album that you heard but i think it was like a weezer cover that was just like I just happened upon it on YouTube, I think, and that like made me realize that Chiptune existed. And then once I got to learn learn more about it, because I was already into like making music and composing and stuff, it was high school. Um, I was really into like studying music theory and everything. Um, and the idea that like you can make music on this extremely limited platform where there's only like four channels to deal with, um, it makes it seem like it's like more attainable to actually create a finished product there's not like a completely open-ended um yeah like electronic music with with no limits is scary you know it's, yeah. it's hard to it's hard to approach and when you have the limitations i think of chiptune really inspire uh creativity and creative solutions to to writing music um in a way that that you don't really get if you're you know if you have every option in the world and every tool in the world yeah. to make music Okay, I'm taking the mic back from Marcus for a second. We're going to go into another song here real quick off of uh, the one the album before, uh, Slimy Quagmire. We're going to go into Good Talk and uh, listen to um, one of my favorite tracks off of that. And uh, then we'll come back. I want to talk about um, gigs. I want to talk about chiptune gigs. How do you, sure. how do, you do chiptune live?
all right. That song rips. I love how much fun that song is. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we are. It's so fucking weird to have somebody reacting in the band to what I have to say about their music. Do you have any it's, idea how strange that is? <laughs> do you have any idea how strange it is to like have somebody like compliment you in real time on the radio? And, and you don't you want to you don't want to be silent? So crazy. Like, mm, okay. All right. So you can tell this is like yeah, this is our first time doing this. Um. So what I want to ask you about now is quickly a little bit about you guys have been playing gigs with this crew, these three boys, you three, you three boys Us with three. an I. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when we started gigging, I think the hardest thing for a chiptune band, a band that does live instruments with chiptune is finding that balance and finding, you know, figuring out the sort of technological quirks of doing that. Um, you know, Anamataguchi actually has done some interviews about like their first shows and how like a total mess it was because yeah. you know the the NES will stop working and you got to blow on the cartridge the whole deal. <laughs> that's which so, you're not which you're not so supposed great. to do by the way. But like no, I'm I'm telling you like I've I've blown in the cartridge multiple times on stage. Um, I did it. It's, we, so, we, it's so part of it though. We played like, with, if you're not doing that, then we played with Jeff Rosenstock at the Sinclair the other week. And it was sold out, and and I I had to I had to take the cartridge out and blow on it in front of in front of six hundred people. That's there awesome. was a guy in the back heckling me, going, uh, sh- sh- "What did he say? He said should have got the um the top loader. Should have got the top loader." I said, mm, "Yeah, that's awesome. That's fair. Uh, best heckle I ever got." But uh, yeah. So what, are, what are some of the best venues that you played that are been, uh, I guess, friend chiptune friendly? Well, um, I think the first thing is uh, house shows are so, so fun with chiptune, and people are so much, I think, more receptive to something that's a little maybe weirder than the the usual, you know, three, four, five-piece band. Um, a lot of, in fact, a lot of the the early, the venues we played early on really were not happy about our setup, and like, you know, they weren't, they weren't quite as welcoming to the idea of of it um a lot of it is because you know my my gear is very sort of thrown together and mm-hmm. you know it's an it's a 30 year old machine it it hums it buzzes it like it's it doesn't work yeah. in the way that like a nice sounding instrument or interface or anything like that should sound and so sound professional sound guys you know often don't appreciate that um some do um so how does it work exactly with the nes on stage how does it what's what does the cabling look like let's get nerdy let's get nerdy all right so um i program everything on my laptop i export it as an nsf sound file so that's that's what the nes reads naturally the nintendo sound file sick um and i run it uh i basically take a flash uh flash memory card and i load up all my songs onto that flash memory card I I bought this uh, cartridge, this this flashable car- like Nintendo right. cartridge off some guy on the internet who does them in California. Mm-hmm, necessary and, component. Yeah, exactly. And so I I just I pop the the uh, the memory card right in the cartridge, load it into the system, and then you know control you know select the backing tracks from there. Mm-hmm. Um, the cabling is pretty simple. It's it's um it's a like a VGA out. So I what I do is I run the sound out in from like a you know whatever vga to quarter inch and i i run that into a a small mixer so that my uh, our drummer can get the raw chiptune signal without my voice right. sort of muddying it up because he has to be perfectly in time with that uh-huh. um for it to work 
um, and then we run that whole thing into the into the soundboard. It's a mono signal. It's like right. really basic. It's really fuzzy sounding. It's not not too nice, um, to be honest. Um, but you know that's that's the basics of it. And I use I use you know my laptop as a monitor on stage just so I can select which song is which. Um, but it's it it looks real messy. Nice. You see it, and it's just that's like, so awesome. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, I want to. Uh, we're gonna play another jam here. This is actually. Uh, so we're going back in time a little bit here. I don't know when this one came out. I mean, you guys are not, you haven't been around for that, that long. It's not all that of your music now. is kind of coming together pretty quickly in a pretty short amount of time. Um, but there's a song, there's a single here called, uh, 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 what, what, what the hell is it? Chump? Chump. Yeah. Uh, and I like it a lot Thank and you. it's, it's different than a lot of the other stuff. We uh we recorded this one at uh, Converse Rubber Tracks mm-hmm. um, back in when they were still doing that. Um, I think they actually stopped doing local bands, but uh, we went in for a day and they you know they hosted us and they we tracked a couple things. I think Total Vacation, that song you just played, was mm-hmm. one of them. Oh, cool. Um, um, but that's the way. That's the reason it doesn't sound quite like all the other songs that we've done. Is that we recorded it in a, a very different, very high end studio setting, which sure. isn't really uh, what we are accustomed to. It to me, it's got kind of a warmer, squishier sound mm-hmm. that I dig. Uh, so let's let's check it out.
All right. So that was Chump. Uh, again, we got uh, TTB here in the studio. Uh, Joey, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm so glad to be here. This is a lot of fun. Awesome. I'm glad you're enjoying it, as uh, Josh and I usually do. Um, we are coming to the end of the first half here, but I just want to ask a couple more questions. Um, we were talking earlier while we listened to this track a little bit about the production of the acoustic instruments and how they blend with the chiptune stuff. And um, could give us a little info on that. Sure. Um, well, some things, some things I think sound naturally really good with, with the chip, sort of chiptune sound profile. Um, you know, really sort of fuzzy, distorted electric guitars usually sound really nice with chiptune. Um, a really poppy, but, you know, dense uh, bass and, and snare usually sound really good with, with chiptune in my experience. Um, some things are sort of hard uh, about figuring out the I don't know the the low end high end mid balance between songs um so usually what that means for us is that we'll I'll write a song and I'll I'll program the leads and we'll go practice it as a band um and sometimes it just doesn't sound good sometimes there's too much high end sometimes there's not enough high end and everything's all you know muddled in the mids and um that's sort of when I have to go back to the drawing board and really really finesse the the chiptune parts to make it sound you know a little more natural a little more balanced um you know in full um but usually you know i I think if you approach it like okay, we're a full band we're you know we're playing band music with guitar bass drums, and if you can make that sound good together, those three things um it's actually in my experience not that much harder to add the chiptune to it. Very cool. I dig it. Marcus, do you have anything to to add or ask? Uh, so when you say finesse, you're pretty much talking about just going back into the tracker. Yeah, just going back to the drawing board, uh, you know, changing changing the sound profile, the envelopes, um, the filters, and, you know, sort of the general parameters of, okay, what is this beep doing? Um, yeah. Sometimes it's going in and finding that beep that's just too beepy if that makes any any sense at all um and you know going back and making it sound uh better but that's you know the the sound design component of it is something that people don't really think of a lot because they think like oh you're either giving us a beep or a boop or you know a little you know a little bit of feedback and that's kind of all yeah. it does but you know in reality there's a lot of really subtle tweaking you can do to make it sound nice um is there any like so how well does the um the sound when you're like when you're tracking it on the computer when you put it onto the um cartridge and play it through the actual Nintendo does it like actually does it sound pretty much identical or it's it's actually a, it sounds a little you know and I sound like su- I feel like I'm super pretentious saying this but like it actually does sound better through the NES because it's it's not you know the computer is an emulation of the sound chip right when I'm working in FamiTracker as a program, it only emulates the sound chip. The NES has the real deal, you know, sound chip, and it's it's doing what it's meant to do. And so, you know, it, that that usually tends to sound better and more natural to me. We actually have never recorded an album with, you know, we've never recorded out from the NES. We've always used the um, the digital versions of it, um, and that's something we I think we want to try in the future is getting that really natural. Um, more warm digital sound, I guess. <laughs> it's if that so makes any funny sense. to talk about a digital recording like that. Well, just to say, like, it, it sounds like 
uh, analog tube snubs. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, it's, it's like you got to play it through this. Otherwise, it's going it's to doesn't chip, sound legit. Chiptune chip purists are totally real. That's um, awesome. I'm not one of them, but there are people who are on the internet like, oh, this all this fake bit crap. Like, <laughs> like it's not the real deal. They're not using the real hardware, and it's just Jesus. like I don't, I don't really fuck with that vision. But um, you know, it's it's there's they've got a, a little bit of a point. You know, yeah. there's a difference. There That's is a difference. Fair. Wow. Well. Uh, before we go to the mid-roll here, I did want to say a couple of things. We're going to get the details out of the way here. Slimy Quagmire, released December 2016. It has a cassette available uh, from Top Shelf Records. Um, this was recorded at Hanging Horse Studio. That was in Norwood. Um, this Defunct is all, now. Yeah, it was in Norwood, I should say. Yeah. I mean, either way, these are local boys. This is all going to be local stuff, which is cool. Um, this is Boston locals, so... Um, Again, go check out the cassette. A lot of stuff sold out on Bandcamp right now. Can they people still get um, some um, of those hard copies or not? Nah? I think I think I think we still have cassettes. I I um, I think Top Shelf has been sort of handling this. I, I we have a bunch of them that we sell at shows, um, and we have got some T-shirts that we sell at shows. But um, most of that, the the actual physical release was handled by you know sort of directly out of and Stack Your Roster, which is based in um in canada mm-hmm. um did some of the the physical stuff too so, so um, yeah so you guys have distributed a little bit in canada as well yeah yeah awesome and uh i did want to say also so the recorded at the at the um hanging horse and uh mixed and mastered by zach weeks uh at zachweeks.net i have uh, seen him around a little bit he's a master masterer uh engineer Fantastic. like myself um also, uh, I wanted to say that there's a track on there called Better, uh, which you guys should check out. It has vocals by uh, a nice lady named Shannon Keelan, who I'm unfamiliar with, but I'm sure she's wonderful. Yeah, yeah um, a fantastic uh, person, a good friend of mine. Um, and, you know, I've known Shannon for, for years, and um, they've always sort of wanted to get into, you know, that, that side of music. Um, they're an actor, I think, by trade. Is mm-hmm. probably most of uh, that, but um, yeah, it was. It, um, Shannon wrote all the lyrics to that song. That was basically just like a total collaboration. And yeah, it was really, it was really so fun to it's do. And I think we'll probably do great more on the next the next record too. It's um, it's got a very '90s feel. If uh, again, you guys should definitely go check them out on Bandcamp. Obviously, you can hear it there. Um, and this one's actually on iTunes as well, so go check that out. Um, the other album we've been talking about is Good Talk. Uh, it came out April 2016. This one recorded at uh, was this Carson Lewis, Boston? Yep. Recorded by Carson Lewis. Yep. Um, and then mixed and mastered by Rob Duffy. Um, he has a place called Cyclops Sound, uh, which we want to mention, and um, released by Play It Loud. Um, which I um, was unfamiliar with until now. It's like the Game Boy. Yeah, yeah, they're a they're a really <laughs> fun, really fun Florida uh, sort of boutique label. They they mostly do chiptune stuff. I think they're sort of gravitating away from just chiptune right now. But their 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 aesthetic is very like very cute, very like you know bright you know summery sounds, and and they're just really awesome. And they were so good to us um, when we did that that album. Awesome. Well. Here we go, guys. We're going to the bridge. Wow. 
classic Marcus. We're not gonna, it's not going to crash. It's not going to crash. It's not going to crash. You literally just said, let's not talk about our computer problems. <laughs> I know, but I thought it'd be a good joke if I put you on the, on the left foot, on the, on, the, on the off foot. Okay. Is that what it's called? Guys, our, com- our computer doesn't work. Most of the time. Okay. It's a rich joke area. So welcome to the bridge, the mid lulls, as Josh likes to call it. I don't like to call it that. I did it once. I regret it ever since. We're sticking with it. I like it. All right. Uh, So check us out. Okay. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. We have a Facebook. We have a Twitter. We have uh, Instagram now. uh, The Whiskey Gram, as I call it. We haven't put anything on that in like weeks. I put stuff on it all the time. What the fuck? How come you're not following it, Josh? Because Instagram's for... You know what? I'm not going to bring it there. Yes. It's okay. That's our fan base. 13-year-old girls? I don't know. I'd like the. I like some of them to listen to it. Why not? It's fun. It's enjoyable podcast. There's all kinds of great emo music. Okay. So they, tell them. Tell them where to find us, Josh. Find us on Facebook. We're Bummercast. Find us uh, at Bummercast on Twitter. Uh, we're on YouTube. Nameless on YouTube because uh, you don't get a name until you prove your worth. Uh, we're on iTunes. You can review us on iTunes. One person already has. They were super nice. Shout out Thanks, to Chris, Chris Grady. Thank you so much. Uh, we're on Stitcher. Don't know what that is. Tune in. Also don't know what that is. Google Play. Uh, I do know what that is. Uh, give us reviews. Hit us up on Twitter and uh, send us music. Absolutely. All of those things. Um, Where do they send music up? to? We good? Oh, send music to us at endlessbummerradio at gmail.com. You we, don't, we don't throw music in at random, but uh, if we started getting submissions, we totally would. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You send us music and we'll say, hey, this is uh, Dude you by can Todd. blow up that inbox, go crazy. Um, and also Twitter. It's, it's, uh, you can send us anything you want on Twitter. If you, if you, you send hit things up, on Twitter? Uh, well, a message. Send us a message on Twitter and yeah. let us know that you want to be on the show you mean, or you want you your man to be on the show. tweet at us? Okay. I'm just asking. I'm trying to get clarification if there's something I'm not aware of that you can do on Twitter. I don't understand Twitter. I've been trying to do... You know what I want to do on Twitter, but mm. I can't? Um, like... Take a take a somebody's Twitter tweet, and Twitter. then retweet it, but add my own comment. Can't do that. Yeah, you can. How do you do that? You reply. So, okay. See, can somebody teach me how to use Twitter, please? Twitter's. I mean, Twitter's like all the things. And how come I'm the one who uses our like company Twitter when you have your own personal Twitter and don't do anything with the bummer Twitter? I don't know. You have your own because everybody can follow Josh if you want on Twitter. I don't know. I never use it. Don't do it. What oh, is it? Uh, still though. You, you, at still though. Still though. Yeah, like still though. That's good. Um. So yeah, you can follow him there. I I'm at Bummer Joel on Twitter, but I don't do my personal Twitter. Oh, also, uh, Jeremiah Matthews. Jeremiah Matthews called us Bum Bum Boys this week. If you could never do that, that oh, would be God, great. Oh God, please don't. Why would you even bring it up? <laughs> We are not the Bum Bum Boys. That's a different thing entirely. Fuck? No, no, <laughs> unacceptable. So oh, thanks. Yeah. So if you wanna if you wanna advertise with us, please give us a a, a shout somewhere, and we will put it here. Normally, insert I, ads here. I hear that our one listener really likes Halo. So uh, if you're Halo, uh, go ahead and advertise. <laughs> we know th- we know that will do. We well. have a very demographic- active market for you. We can make you sixty dollars. Gaming, fifteen years ago. Music, nerdy stuff. That's it. That's our. That's our demo. That's like as everybody they say, in the biz. I okay. If I took if I took a list of people and removed everybody who didn't like games, music, and nerdy stuff, I would literally just have. You'd have no friends. Yeah. Well, that's I. I feel like that's just our circle of people. But I think you're right. I think it might be becoming the new normal. 
Yeah, because all the people who aren't into those things are either getting into one or all of those things or, like, I hate to say it, but kind of, like, dying. Wow. Welcome to the philosophical corner of uh, Endless <laughs> Bummer Radio. Um, it's kind of a bummer because now it's not unique and cool to be nerdy anymore. I guess I'm going to have to be practical and get a blue-collar job and, Shit. and work at the factory until the bell rings. That's unique. That's different. That's that is new. different. I'm, I'm a blacksmith. All right. Are we done here? Um, smelting. Okay, now I'm done. <laughs> More music! <laughs> those little things at the end that's a uh, couch sleeper uh off of the album good talk we've been talking about all these um sounds so much fun i like it a lot uh we're gonna get into this segment here the is we're we're rolling out to the end of the show this is what we're doing um so 
we mentioned these records from these boys. Um, what is the other stuff that's out on Bandcamp right now? You get a, way more than just these two. I mean, you got a couple singles hanging around, right? Yeah, yeah. We've we've got um we put out our first our first little EP called Pizza Planet out um in like 2013 or 14. I, I don't really remember offhand. Um, which are just really tiny, really you know sugary chip tune. Yeah, songs. and they sound on par. They sound great. Like it Thank doesn't you. like yeah. it, it's not degraded or anything. It's not like you're going back catalog and being like, eh, yeah, this that, is their first record. Yeah, that yeah, you know, I I I've always been you know happy that I feel comfortable leaving leaving that stuff up and letting mm-hmm. letting people hear the way that we've. Did we've you guys developed. record that yourselves or that that was recorded at. It's a sort of like little closet recording studio at um at Northeastern University and um it was me on guitar and bass and my brother on drums who is still our drummer uh he's awesome and um I think Carson Carson Lewis who who did our our second a lot of our second album a lot of the engineering on that mm-hmm. or rather our first full length um did did that one as well and that was that was what we did for um Pterodactyl Squad which was r- really so cool you know because they were the ones who got me into chiptune in the first place so right. to to put my first real chiptune release on that net label was just awesome that's very cool and uh i guess uh what's what's new what's coming up that's a th- this usually reserved for uh we've been doing a a kind of a tight um i guess uh, format would be the best way to describe it but at this uh-huh. point we would want to talk about some new stuff so What's up? What's in the pipeline? What's in the works? Um, well, uh, we're we're writing again. We're just sort of taking a break, mostly from shows, um, to to sort of figure out what we're gonna do next. Um, it could be it could be an EP. It could be an album. It's sort of hard to tell right now, just because um, there are so many ideas and so few completed ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, we've been playing playing some new songs out. Um, it's a little it's a little bit. Um, a lot of it's slower. A lot of it's it's not necessarily less heavy, but just like you know, it's a little uh, grindier. Not I shouldn't say grindy. Um, that has a that has a totally <laughs> different be careful con- using the word different. Yeah, here. different connotation. Uh, but you know, it's it's sort of like uh, I don't know. I was l- listening to a lot of like stupid like basic indie rock, like Pavement, Alex G stuff, right. um, and sort of that that's creeping in definitely a little bit. A little bit of the exploding in sound set bands like. Um, Avlov and Stove and um and Pile, um, nice. a, a little bit of an influence there. Very cool. I mean, you guys kind of already have that '90s indie sound down pretty well, and it's really great. Um, what I, I guess uh, there was something I wanted to say here, and I'm forgetting it, which is awesome. It's always cool when that happens. Um, we want to. Oh, I was gonna say you got your laptop here. Yeah. Uh, is there anything that you might want to just like I don't know get share any new stuff on there sure. that you can either um, we can we can work out getting it into the episode here yeah maybe um i could definitely uh you know there's nothing really fleshed out as far as like a fully a full sounding chiptune thing but i could do you know i could do like the chiptune and guitar and sort of show you how it sounds are you, are you yeah. comfortable sharing that yeah yeah absolutely like, okay we can well, talk about we'll, that yeah all right let's work that out uh and we'll we'll slam that in here Looking kind of 
with me Maybe Maybe Awesome. So that just happened here live. It was a little bit of a headache. We we got it to work. We made we made it work. Yeah, it was awesome. Um. So yeah, he, he if if you're unaware, he sang that live with an acoustic guitar that my grandmother had given me. It's a very old guitar. We, it, I loved it. It sounded great to me. Excellent. Uh, and I think it I think it's, it came out pretty good. I, we're gonna see when I mix it later. But uh, what is that called and where did it come from? Um. Actually, the song I don't think has a real name yet. Um, but it's, it's actually the first song that we did that, um, I didn't write the lyrics to. It's, it, uh, my brother, um, Nick, who plays drums on all our stuff and, you know, um, contributes pretty heavily to the songwriting process. Otherwise, um, he, you know, he wrote some lyrics and we, um, we kind of created some, di- there's actually two versions of the song that exist. Um, one that I arranged and one that he arranged, it's the same lyrics, um, but uh, in short, it's it's sort of a it's sort of a it's sort of a song that's like rooted in in mundane mundane daily activities, like sort of like seeing a an animal and this you know on the side of the road and sort of being like, well, what's up with that? And you know, <laughs> it's it uh, it's hard to explain exactly where it goes from there. Um, in in a in this like sort of limited time setting, sure. But no, um, it feels but, like it's got a very it's a way to capture a very chilled out vibe, mm-hmm. and it definitely does have a '90s indie feel where it's just like sparse and I don't know, kind of direct and relaxed. I guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's that's sort of the vibe we definitely wanted to cool. to come across with. So that's new stuff from TTB, um, and. We have we have Marcus here in the studio as well, and we want to showcase some new jams from him. They're not necessarily new. They're new to me. They're new to the show, and most likely they're new to you, so you should definitely check this stuff out. It's all over his SoundCloud. Uh, he's got a couple of them. This one... What's the SoundCloud? What's... Oh, this... Yeah, we're yeah. there. The, the, the SoundCloud, this... Uh, we got this song coming up, uh, Spread Your Arms and Fly Because You're a Raptor. That's on my uh, Seltsky Chips SoundCloud. Uh, it was originally on my Seltsky SoundCloud, which is where I just post everything from my like, chip tunes to like hip hop and everything that I've made. Um, I kind of like liquidated all the chip tunes to the Seltsky Chips SoundCloud, so you can find the stuff there. Nice, liquidated the chips. All right, let's let's jam out. <laughs> 
wow that was that was great that was so cool oh cool thank that you that rips that was uh that was my song spread your uh, spread your arms and fly because you're a raptor uh came i mean that like four like four or five years ago and yeah i kind of forget why i named it that was that. gonna be my first question is, <laughs> is tell us about that title but yeah well okay so uh on parks and rec there was a line that andy said that was i think he, he said something about how he, he only he every single song he writes he puts the line uh spread your wings and fly in it and i thought that was hilarious so i wanted to rip that off and then my friend drew a, a picture of a raptor and so that's just how it came out. So yeah, I decided to add the Raptor thing in there. So tell me, is that is that one one Game Boy, four channels? That's it. Yeah, that's it. It was just LSDJ. So how do you how do and this is a thing that's that's tough for me as a chiptune artist. But how do how do you sort of work within the limits of that of those four channels to to get something that's that full sounding? Because all my chiptunes are are like super basic. We fill it out with the guitar, bass, and drums. You don't have that luxury. Yeah. Well, something that I. That I have, uh, that like LSDJ, like Game Boy artists get to work with is the the stereo, like field. So like I I do a lot of panning, like rapid panning. I think some of the things in there. I know during that point in time I was really into like doing extremely fast, like left and right panning, which sometimes like resulted in this like low rumble, which wasn't that great. But anyway, like trying to just maybe take like I'll, I'll write a melody, um, have at random like intervals have it pan left and right and also like have it like do a weird pitchy thing and bend and whatever so i try to do as much as i can to one simple part to try to make like one channel sound like a bunch of channels and then have every other channel also try to sound like a bunch of channels too um which it just like takes a lot of time and going back and i don't know creative use of of uh of the tech of the very limited tech but um you mentioned that that was your that was the probably the your favorite chiptune song that you ever wrote yeah and what what about it did you just nail do you feel i think i nailed just the the vibes i was going for it just like i feel like i kind of it it came out the way that i was expecting it to kind of like it made it made me feel the way that i wanted to feel when i was listening to it um and also like he said like the i feel like that's my most full sounding chiptune where it's pretty short and repetitive, but I put a lot of like it's a lot of different automation um, or like different like commands that I just threw into each part that I feel like I ended up like kind of like I I try to go back and make something that sounds as as full as that now, and I feel like I have like I was in the zone for that track in particular. I can't can't pull it off again. Like I it was like a magical moment in my creative uh, time timeline, and yeah, it's beautiful. We all have those. Do you um? Do you play live ever? I have yet to play. I've never played a live chiptune or like a, a show, a chiptune show live. Ever. You should. I think you should. That, it would be. It would be. That'd be a dream come true. I wouldn't know even where to start with like the the whole live setup and everything. I would need to go to somebody who knows their stuff like you. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe somebody who knows a little more than me. Um, yeah, that was awesome. That's fantastic. Okay, guys. Well, thank you, Marcus. We're going to listen to another one of Marcus's tunes that's not Chip's tune. In fact, it is still electronic, and it is fucking awesome. Um, So let's jam that.
Boy, and we are back. We are back. And uh, that was... Uh, what song was that, Marcus? Go ahead. That song... Uh, okay, so the tentative... The title for it that I thought of was Calling Mom from the Hospital, but I hate that title now, and it's going to be something different. You really hate that title? I really hate it. I, I just, like the way that you title things in a very strange, long sentence kind of way. Like, you title things based on what happened at the time you were writing it, or, like... So, and then it's just like there, and it's uh, well because that's that's like what like, there's no lyrics in it, right? And it's just the feeling that I got, and like so the feeling that I got. Silly and something. fun to just kind of like this is there's a, there's a long story behind it. Let's let's put it that way. Now, where did you get some of these samples? Since it's calling on from the hospital, what ha- what happened? Okay, well, so there is <laughs> there is a sample, the beeping that the loud beeping. That I, wish, that I wish was kind of lower in the mix, but I'm just going to sit it's with awesome. it. It's, uh, that was a sample of me in the hospital. I was bored. I was in the hospital for two days. Um, and uh, to keep myself busy, I was doing a lot of stuff on my phone, but a lot of it was just recording the beeps and stuff that I was hearing from my uh, heart monitors and whatever whatever they're called, biometrics mm-hmm. and things. Yeah. Anyway. The hospital stuff. Yeah, hospital stuff. Hospital junk. Uh, and that's in the song. That's awesome. What? A, there's a little shout or a little, like, person talking for a moment. Anime. It is? It's a it sample? anime, yeah. It's just, okay. Cool. That's, <laughs> that's it? That's all you got, bud? <laughs> you it's just, just anime. It's all honestly, right. like, so I watch a lot of anime. I love anime. But this was just a quote. I was just, like, kind of mining for... Stuff that might work good for it before a drop. I don't even know. I haven't watched the anime that this came from. I found it on YouTube. I feel like a poser, but I do love it. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to it, and so there it is. Yeah, I found found it. It's uh, the the quote from what I can hear from the Japanese that I know. It's ikenai, which means can, like unable, as far as I I know. Nice. Right. See, so, that's and, the detail. So this is the stuff. But then again, maybe it's I'm just hearing it wrong and, no, sure. and my translation. So, so you're uncomfortable about saying that confidently? I, yes. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> no, this is fine. You can you can say it that way. I just was like, it took me a moment to get that out of you. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so that's awesome. I I like this track a lot. The only other thing uh, I want to ask you about is that where where do people go to listen to this? Uh, well, okay. So this this isn't out yet. It might be out by the time you guys are hearing this. Um, I have a SoundCloud. Uh, Seltzki is the name that I go by. S E L T Z K I. And there's a couple of them. There's a chip tune one we talked about earlier, yeah, and the, then this one is just your yeah. last name. If you want my chips, there's a link to the chip, the chip page on my uh, the Seltzki SoundCloud page. Mm-hmm. And there's some animations that go along with this stuff. Yes, there are going to be. So when I released this song that you just heard, um, there's an animation from my boy Tommy, who's uh, in Canada right now. He animates for. Teen Titans Go. But he does like animations for like a bunch of stuff that you've done in the past, right? Yeah. Well, okay, this is the, this is the Be Bad Boy tie in here. Yeah, let's okay, go. So Come on, Boy, I'm setting you up, mate. I used to live with this boy. I still live with another boy who's in the Be Bad Boy. There's a few, there's a bunch of Be Bad Boys, and <laughs> that's the name of this. Uh, we have a Twitter, Be Bad Boy. We just all, we're all, uh, I just make music. I don't do any art, but all my other friends can do art too, and they uh, also programming and all kind of stuff. So, the Be Bad Boy Collective is like we'll we'll all collaborate on something. Somebody like my boy Eric and my boy Tommy will do animations, and then I'll do uh, the sound for them or and games too, loops. right? And then yeah, we also make games and stuff, but none of that's online except for uh, yeah, there's no Be Bad Boy games on. Just keep keep an eye on Be Bad Boy. <laughs> we're, all, we're all busy, but one day one day Be Bad Boy is gonna be big. 
There's a lot of bees in that. I so. dig it. Yeah, this bad boy. It's going to be big. All right. So, guys, we're getting into the end of the show here. I'm going to drop the the mic soon. But what's up? Here's the deal. We go every week. Josh hates this thing. We do this thing. It's called the Bummer of the Week. And this week, we're going to do it right here with you guys. So here it is, your Bummer of the Week. And uh, this Bummer of the Week comes from another podcast, actually. And this happens every once in a while. I listen to um, the boys from Stuff You Should Know, Josh and Chuck. And uh, every once in a while, they have some real fucking bummers on that show. And this particular episode is about something called ghost fishing. Is anybody familiar with that? Nope. Nope. The the guests are not familiar. Uh, It's not nearly as cool as it sounds. Ghost fishing is a term used to describe fishermen waste, like a lot of it. Like, basically, every time a a, a net gets lost in the ocean or, like, uh, hooks and giant fishing, fishing gear, basically, it gets lost in the ocean and it causes deaths of thousands and thousands of sea animals and sea life and it causes slow obnoxiously destructive deaths to to sea creatures and the amount of this stuff there's about 640,000 tons of fishing gear just lost in the ocean somewhere ruining sea creatures lives it's a fucking bummer dude that's that's that is a bummer that's maybe the worst thing i've heard today it's sad, but are there ghost fishermen using the... I don't get how the, are the fish catching themselves with the gear. Why? I have Guys, this is Josh, uh, Joshua D'Agostino. My child is sleeping right now, so I have a chance to say hello and goodbye to you all. Have a great night. It's summertime, and it feels like fall time sometimes. <laughs>